Will you outlast your money? Do you stay awake at night worrying about providing for your family? Are you making the right decisions about your investments? There are many life-changing decisions that arise and questions you want answered when going through divorce or after you've received your settlement. This is the Financially Ever After podcast, where you'll hear stories of women like you and get advice from the industry's top professionals. Here's your award-winning and nationally recognized host, Stacey Francis. Welcome to Financially Ever After, a podcast coming to you every other week with the information you need to make smart money decisions both during and after divorce. This week is no different, and Gabrielle Hartley is our special guest. She's a divorce mediator, and she's known as a case closer. What's interesting about Gabrielle is that she's able to keep about 99% of all of her cases out of the courtroom. I'll ask her about that, how she manages to really move individuals through this process without having to use the courts. But what's more importantly interesting, I think, is how she focuses on divorce as being a positive in your life. No one thinks about divorce being positive, but she will share three extremely important tools that you can use to separate in a way that is positive for you, not only in that moment, but also the long term. I totally understand that going through this process, it's hard to think of anything is positive about it. But I challenge you that you at the end of this podcast will completely have your view about your divorce and how you can move through it in the most positive way possible completely changed. So tune in, listen, and I guarantee that this podcast is going to change your life. So it's great to have you, Gabrielle. Um, I'm really interested. I'd love to ask people who delve into this topic, how they came to it. I mean, what's your story? How, how did you come to really thinking about divorce, advising, helping and looking at divorce from not just the dollars and cents, but, you know, all the other aspects. Yeah, that's um, a question that people um, think about often because it is a topic that people don't like to talk about. And I am really committed to leading the positive divorce movement. Um, Having grown up with divorced parents who did it well, they were almost braggy about how great their divorce was. And to be honest, I did not experience it as so great until I clerked for Judge Sunshine in New York City, where I resolved hundreds of cases. And I realized, actually, my parents did a fantastic job. And that gave me a lot of food for thought. Mm -hmm. And that's when I took a step back and I started to ask myself, what did they do differently? Um, how can this bad thing actually be viewed more positively? Yeah. And how can I help other people give themselves permission to feel good in their skin, even when things aren't perfect in the moment? And let's be honest, things are never perfect for any of us yeah. in any moment. If you're married, divorced, yeah. rich, poor, just, you know, we're human and the human experience is complicated. I am just fascinated by you know, clerking for Judge Sunshine and seeing hundreds of divorces. Um, 
you know, can you look back and think about people who really did it right and people who did it wrong and those that did it right? Like, how did they make that happen? So I think that the long view is really the best way to approach your separation or divorce. Sometimes being selfless is the most selfish act that you can make Mm -hmm. in the context of a breakup. So for instance, it may feel like you're being the good person giving up more parenting time or giving in more money or whatever the case may be. But ultimately what you're doing is you're giving goodwill and Mm -hmm. it really does come back to you. Not to sound too woo-woo, right? But the energy really does flow naturally Mm -hmm. from what you give, you get. So I would encourage anybody going through a divorce not to be foolish in your choices and just give it all away. But if you're holding on really tightly, consider what things can you give that actually are not going to impact you in any way, shape, or form. Because most of the time, what you need at your core and what the other party needs at their core is actually quite different. And so if you do a lot of heavy listening, Mm -hmm. you can really create an environment where everyone can move forward, even when the stakes are high and the arguing is very intense. It's, you know, it's really interesting that you say that because I, I just was talking to a client today and we were talking about this topic of, you know, how do we get this done, right? How do we do this quickly? How do we do this, you know, amicably? And uh, they're arguing about the wine collection. Oh my gosh. I had had a cigar humidor case. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And, you know, the the wine collection is probably valued at $50,000. She doesn't really drink wine. And it doesn't really matter to her. And so as we were talking about trying to get this deal done, she said, you know what? Why don't I just give it to him? He really, really wants the wine collection. For me, I'm never going to drink it. It's not going to make me feel warm and cozy and fuzzy at night. And so that's... I think exactly. A little bit, it, that's that's actually about? 100% on point. What are you holding on to that you can let go of? And there are so many of those things. When my grandmother died, this is like such a silly story, but there was this sick tray, I called it. It was a like this floral orange brown print made of tin, maybe from like the 60s, right? So it yeah. was like old already when I was a kid. And when she died, I was like, oh, I thought my brother and my cousins are, were going to be all clamoring for the sick tray, right? So I went and I got the sick tray and I was going to just take it. And I said, oh, I really shouldn't do that. So I asked, do you want the sick tray? Nobody else cared about the sick tray. And now, you know, I've got the sick tray. My kids have used it. And, you know, yeah. it's and and um, we build these things up in our our minds a lot. And often in the context of a divorce, it might be you want to retain your house or your apartment. Um, and there are a lot of inner dialogues about why you think you need it. But if you can allow yourself to release your attachment to it, sometimes there's something better that's awaiting you on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I I think also um, when we're going through this and you bring up such a good point about the long view, like, you know, in 10 years, in 30 years, looking back, will I agree that what I'm holding out for was worth it. 
um, and helping, again, take away that attachment because it could be in 30 years that you wouldn't want to necessarily, you know, not that that important. Um, but really thinking about things from not only what's important to me today, but is this going to be important to me in the future? Um, the other thing I want to talk about that I am having a hard time getting my head around um, is in your book, Better Apart, The Radically Positive Way to, to Separate. Your book has been talked about by the New York Post as essentially the Marie Kondo of, uh, you know, tidying up for, for divorce. And I have to say, I watched Marie Kondo. <laughs> I take things, I, I now hold them to me and I say, does this bring me joy? And I just took, no joking, a huge truckload. So we have a Honda Pilot. My poor son in the front seat with me had like no room because the entire thing was full. And that was so effective for me of being able, to, being able to release and let go and really being able to say, you know, does this bring me, you know, or spark joy? Um, so how can you bring that to your divorce? I am fascinated, <laughs> so, fascinated so, by this. Um, Marie Kondo's book really um, spoke to me. And when the New York Post said that, I often say, you know, while your breakup doesn't typically spark joy, it can actually be the springboard to the rest of your beautiful life, right? So like, there you go. So, so it's not just about your breakup per se sparking joy, but then the better apart method or everything that's laid out in better apart, the radically positive way to separate, um, you can see I've said that 10 times fast, <laughs> helps you to clarify your thinking through the lens of patience, respect, clarity, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. peace, and forgiveness, which doesn't mean you're forgiving somebody who treated you badly. It's a whole process that you just do step by step. Mm -hmm. And as you clear how you're approaching your own life, then you're going to make the path ready for you to forge forward in your new life, in your transformed life. Mm -hmm. You're clearing emotion so that your thinking brain can be actively engaged. And so, you know, that springboard forward, um, I know some women that I've talked to feel like they can't actually really jump off that springboard because they're still marred in the messiness, almost like the being stuck in the mud, wanting to move out, wanting to move forward, but yet are being pulled back. Um, how can a woman have that foot in the reality of what she's dealing with, with her separation, but yet have that other foot in that new self, that new place, that new beginning that she so desperately wants. How do you balance that? Because it's almost of like two people, like, you yeah, know, you, yeah, you feel mean, like pulled between the two. Exactly. And you can be in the mud, yeah. in, in where you're in that stuck piece. And, and the way you just laid it out, you have one foot in both places. That's someone who's already got a foot in the positive place. Some people don't even really have a foot yet in the positive place. And in that case, I would say, just create a little space for yourself, maybe five five minutes a day in mm -hmm. the morning and at night and get a journal mm -hmm. and write in the journal things that make me happy. Start with a simple list, things that make me happy. 
that mm-hmm. would be about respect. Okay. So that's mm-hmm. on the respect piece and make a list, get in your mind's eye, the places, the people, the experiences, the activities that spark joy, part of the expression mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and allow yourself to feel those things mm-hmm. in the morning. And then again, later at the end of the day, before you go to bed, let that be the last thing you do before you go to sleep. And so you're setting your day off to the right start and you're resetting your mindset right to the, to the, to a fresh start. And so when you start thinking about things more positively, it will begin to seep into your, your reality Mm -hmm. as you can actively visualize the life that you want for yourself and step away from the blame game, you can start to move forward. But it's not going to be instantaneous. You have to go through the grief process. You have to go through the mess and the pain. It's just the separating process where you learn to realize that most of what comes at you has nothing to do with you. You can stop reacting Mm -hmm. and start noticing and responding. Mm -hmm. And that's hard. Yeah. And it's it's hard because there's anger, there's resentment, there's hurt, there's all these pieces. And totally. so I feel like this is a great exercise for anyone, whether you're getting a divorce or Absolutely. not. Absolutely. I mean, um, I, I, these steps, like, like I start with patience yeah. because I am the least patient person there is. I am naturally very active and I go from zero to 10 in under two seconds in my mind, but I now have Mm -hmm. taught myself how to notice, hmm, I'm feeling a little heated right now. I'm going to take a step back. And in terms of developing patience, a really easy thing you can do, let's say you're in your divorce process and you're at the mediation table and your spouse and their lawyer are making all kinds of things up and you're just feeling like, oh my God, I cannot sit here for another second. A simple exercise you can do is to take a breath in through your nose to the count of five, hold it for the count of five or six, and then let it go out really quietly for another count of five or six. And if you are um, feeling very heated, you might want to let it out through your mouth rather than your nose. Mm -hmm. And do that three to five times. And it's not like suddenly you're going to be like, oh, I feel great, but you're going to feel like I can listen a little bit more. So it's just all about modulating and moderating you. Yeah. Whoever you are, right? Yeah. Like how I am and how you are and how the listeners are is all going to be different because we're wired differently. We have a different set of circumstances from where we're coming. But no matter who we are and no matter what our circumstances, we can feel and be just a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I love that these are tactical tools. I love to read books where you think they they tell you this is why it's important. This is the way you should be. This is the way you should think. But then Gabrielle, my question always is, well, that's great. How do I, how do I do that when I want to go and jump across the table and wring his neck? And I love that the breathing tool is something that we can all use. I love the having a space in your day when you first start that day Also, when you bookend the end of your day, too, to think about what sparks joy, Um, because so, so much of this, it just divorce can encompass and take over 
your entire life. Totally. And, you know, in our minds, we replay the scripts. Uh, we give more power to the scripts of what he said to us. And we replay that in our mind or what his divorce lawyer said. And it just takes you and slowly escalates. And it that. erodes at your self-confidence. So it does. So two things. Number one, as a corollary to making the list of the things that lift you up, be clear about what brings you down. And it could be people who you love, but they're just not serving you right now. I always say, like my grandfather used to say, never throw anyone away, just put them on a shelf. So shelve those people and those circumstances for now. And when and if they're supposed to reemerge in your life, they will. You don't need to worry about it happening. And at that time, you might even say to them, it was really hard during my divorce or my separation. I'm sorry, I pulled back a little bit. Um, but I love you and I care for you. And, you know, and you can re go forward. Any of those relationships that really matter will still be there when you come out on the other side and you will come out on the other side. Um, so the other yeah. thing that, that I just really want to highlight for your listeners is the importance of creating a habit. I love um, Gretchen Rubin. She talks so much about habit. Um, and what you need to do is make the breathing, the journaling. Another thing that I really like is um, giving yourself a mantra or a positive affirmation that you repeat to yourself throughout the day, which might sound a little um, put on if you're not like a yoga meditation mm -hmm. type person. Um, but I would just suggest like for me, as I said, I am not patient. So I say I'm radiantly calm, which I'm not, but I <laughs> tell myself yeah. I'm radiantly calm throughout the day. And the reason that I do that throughout the day when I'm actually quite calm is so that then when I'm triggered, I'm in the habit of telling myself yep. I'm calm. That message is accessible right there in the front of my frontal lobe, right? So, yeah. so I'm messaging myself, I'm immediately calm. And I'm able to take that little pause that I need to say, huh, I'm going to do some breathing right now. I love it. I started a mantra myself and um, I started it actually during my last half Ironman. And so what a, a half mile Ironman is essentially, it's a 1.2 mile swim, 56 mile bike, and then a 13 mile run. And by the time I got to my run, I was absolutely shattered. And I had a mantra that I now have continued to use because I'm doing another um, 70 mile um, Ironman in a couple days. Wow. And my mantra is, you can do it. You are strong. Amazing. You can do it. You are strong. And I just keep on telling myself that. And it's so much of our body will do, our reactions will do what our mind tells it and what our mind thinks we can or can't do. And so I so am just fascinated that these are tools. That's exactly right. These yes. are tools that can get you through your divorce. It can get you through waiting in Starbucks line when someone cuts in front of you. I mean, there are so many ways that you can incorporate that, That's right. And, and I, I've actually created an online masterclass for people who aren't readers if they go to gabriellehartley.com. And it's great. It's and very we'll expensive. And, so, so it, and that's sort of like a quick um, look over six weeks, but it's self-paced of the main tools 
from the book. And then yeah. the book itself, of course, includes so many more tools. Yeah. What we'll do too, for everyone listening, if you go to the show notes, we're going to have a special link, not only to the masterclass, but also to uh, the book that Gabrielle wrote. Uh, again, Radically Positive Ways to Separate better apart. So, um, you know, something I think is really important to, to do is, you know, to feed your soul, to invest in how to get through this process. Exactly. Any other tips or, or thoughts that you have for our listeners to, to navigate this yeah, in I a, mean, just, a positive way? Just know that you are whole how you are. Your family is not broken. It is transformed. Your child's life is not shattered. It is reconfigured. Yeah. And this is a perfect moment to press reset, recalibrate, and take another look at what do I want from my life and, and have the confidence that you can listen to those positive voices in the back of your head that you've been probably silencing for too long for lots and lots of reasons. You have so much agency. Mm-hmm. You just need to have the confidence to activate your inner agency. How do you silence the thoughts? And I call this, um, I, I call her for me, my bitchy buddy, where they're I not, one too. Yeah, where they're not positive. Um, you know, the, you can't do this. This is your fault. You know, whatever it, it is. Um, I know I, I battle with it every day with everything from, you know, am I a good enough mom to, you know, can I, can I, you know, can I truly successfully run a business? Who, who in the world gave me this power to like, you know, be making decisions that can affect my team and their livelihood? So I know I'm not the only one no, that, I, that battles that. So in addition to bringing those positive thoughts, how can you quiet? I would love to put a piece of duct tape on my bitchy Betty. How do I so, do that? So So first of all, we have to recognize we're human and we're not going to ever silence all of those inner narratives. I don't know how. If somebody does know how, please contact me. Contact me. I want to interview them. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I I want a piece from my blog. So, okay. So we have a limited amount of of time and attention in our minds, right? We spend a lot of time attending to tasks and then we spend a lot of time attending to our work, right? And our children. And then that quiet time, that's usually when those bitchy buddies are going to show up. So you have to cultivate really the art of attention around infusing more positive thoughts in your mind purposefully. So accentuate Mm -hmm. the positive. When you notice the bitchy buddy coming out, sit down with a piece of paper. If you don't have paper, if you're on the subway or whatever, just right now in your mind, make a list of the 10 things that you're good at and keep saying them to yourself over and over because you cannot attend to two things at once. Our brains can't attend to two things at once. So it's really a discipline. It's an art and discipline of overriding the negative with positive. And they're both genuine, mm-hmm. right? We may feel like, I know I have sometimes felt like, you know, it's fake if you're positive, if you're telling yourself positive things. It's not really fake though. It's just the part of you that was silenced for any variety of reasons. Yeah. So allowing yourself, like when I decided to write Better Apart, there was a part of me that was saying, you can't do this. What is a publisher going to buy it? Blah, 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 blah. But then there was a Another part of me that was like, you have a responsibility to let people know that their life can be awesome 
even if it's not perfect, because nobody's life is perfect. And you know that really well, right? Yeah, I know that yeah. really well. And so I just made myself have the confidence and it was hard, right? It's still yeah. hard. I go out there every day. And just like you do, you're like, Stacey is an amazing, amazing, impressive, powerful woman. Um, and so it doesn't matter. Just remember if you're feeling any inkling of not confident, yeah. Yeah. Um, just remember you're not alone and yeah. just fake it till you make it. Yeah, I actually so identify that. When I started the firm, I was 27. And I actually ended up hiring a business coach to help me with my confidence because I felt like I um, was, you know, not worthy. Who's going to listen to me? Why am I qualified? Well, you know, 20 years later, I don't have that issue. But I I had to really work on, I really had to work on my confidence level. Totally. And it wasn't just a, you know, I had one business session, business coaching session, and, and, and I was cured. It took me about a good year. It took me a year to get the tools in place to get that confidence in myself to really show up the way that, you know. I knew I could. For yourself, because right? you probably were already showing up for, for everybody else. else. And I think the challenge is too, and, and I I love when people are real and admit where they I'm working on being less authentic, by the way. Everybody's yeah. trying to be more authentic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, we see so many people who they look like they have all their stuff together. They look like they are confident. They've got things under control. They're successful. They're a great mom. But you know what? Every single one of us, including those people, uh -huh. including those people, have the same worries, fears that we're all, we're all grappling. We're with. all grappling, right? And none of us have perfect lives, even if it looks like it. And remember, don't ever judge insides by outsides. Yeah, that's a great way to really, because you you just you don't know and. The other piece I love that you've given us permission to do is to really look at the people in our lives and see who's helping me get me through this journey, who's holding me back, who's hurting me, who's making it more difficult, and not having to make a decision in that moment of I'm going to cut them out of my life because that is, I know for me, I tend to do that. Like if a lot of people, a lot of people just, do that, which is why like, I talk about it so much. A lot of people have the instinct, we do this good-bad dyad, and that's yeah. not how it is. People have different skills. You need to know that. And some people, because of their own issues, their own insecurities, they may just seem like a big fail while you're struggling. But I would just invite you to shelve that relationship, yeah. set it aside, in a very neutral way yeah, and just let it lay dormant while you go through your stuff because you're in your own storm. Yeah. And then it doesn't mean that that person isn't who you thought they were, or maybe they aren't who you thought they were, but that, but that's your misreading of who that person is and what that person could do for you in your life. But the person who is really there for you when you're down and out may not be able to show up in another context. So exactly. lots of different people build the ecosystem of your life. And I think that to have successful relationships with lots of people, we need to know that and embrace that yeah. wholeheartedly. I love talking to you. I could talk to you for another 
another hour. Um, but how do our listeners find your website, get in contact with you to start to get these tools? I know for me, I'm I'm a big podcast fan. I listen when I'm, you know, driving, when I'm commuting, when I'm, you know, running. But um, sometimes I need more than just listening yes. um, to help make those tools habit because that's really what we're talking about. Exactly. We're talking about creating new habits that are going to really serve you in the stressful time. But to be honest, I mean, for the rest of your life. But what is exactly. it? What is so, your website? So and- my website is just gabriellehartley.com. And there you will find links to the masterclass, a link to the book, and then a link to message me. I do work with people one-to-one to get them through hard times. And I have different packages for that. I also do come in for resolution of the impossible to resolve divorce. And I go in and I do a blitz day, not like a mediator and not the judge, but I help to resolve the case. So if you have questions, just send me a message right Mm -hmm. at gabriellehartley.com. And if I do not reply, definitely send another message because I make my best efforts to get back to each and every person personally. Nice, nice. Well, thank you so much. And everyone listening, everyone listening today, um, we'll make sure that we also have a link to the website so that you can um, message Gabrielle. And I just want to say thank you. I've never had the opportunity to speak to someone who is able to look at divorce with a different pair of glasses on and not only do that, but actually truly give tools. I, I know for me, walking out of this conversation, um, my gosh, these are tools that you now have in your toolbox around your tool belt that you're wearing every day that you can deal with divorce, anything. In fact, um, last night, my, my son admitted to me that my favorite glass that he broke it and it was an accident, but you know, that's one of those times where these tools can work really well. Absolutely. Breathing and, you know, I have to do the tools. I have three sons, believe me. Yeah. They say to me, mom, go read your book. (laughs) I know I flipped out. I was, I was fixing a chair and, um, this was two days ago. Bless you. You and I'm fixing this chair and my finger got stuck in the chair and I lost it. And my son is playing video games. I'm like, this is not fair. Mommy has to work all the time. You get to play video games. This is not fair. And he's like, you know, mama, I think you need to take a nap. <laughs> and can I tell you, Gabrielle? He did. He was he was really right. right. I needed to take, I was overtired. Right. I was overworked and I needed to take a little nap. Right. And that would be a time where I didn't do as good of a job. The glass thing where he broke, I did great. I pulled out my tool, but that time I didn't have the great greatest tools. So right. well, yeah. never enough tools. I, I'm a real self-help junkie. Yeah. Well, you know, I would say that you are a guru because um, you can tell that you've done a lot of work in this area and then you've really been able to assimilate it into something that can really serve people that's actionable. So that's the hope. And if there's any young or not young, any divorce lawyers who want to transform their practice to work differently, you can also message me because I'd ha- I'd be very happy to talk to you about how you can start approaching your clients and your cases in a positive way and still be very, very effective. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So in the beginning 
of this podcast, I challenged that talking with Gabrielle would change your view about your divorce and change the way that you're going to show up in your divorce and moving forward. I know that the tools she gave us, if used, will do just that. But these are tools that you can use for the rest of your life. I am going to have my tool belt, essentially three additional tools. And my new screwdriver is essentially that bookended exercise of five minutes in the morning, writing down, thinking about the positive things, the things that make me happy, that make my heart sing, starting my day off with that, and then bookending it at the end of the day with that same practice. Having a hammer, and my hammer is now going to be knowing that my bitchy Betty doesn't have to rule me, that I can drown her out and have that positive mantra. And I shared my mantra is, you are strong, you can do this. And finally, that last tool, which might be pliers for me, maybe something different for you, a drill, I don't know. But knowing that you don't have to cut people out of your life just because they're not serving you and potentially are holding you back. There are people who can't show up for you during a traumatic time like this. And knowing that you can just kind of put them on a shelf in a very neutral way and maybe possibly come back to them at the end of this or you know, at another time. I found this podcast extremely helpful personally, and I know that you did too. So I challenge you to actually take this information and really use it. I am going to make my commitment to you that I am going to use it, and I'm going to put these practices into place today. If you know that you could be doing better in your divorce and have questions about your money, please reach out to us. We can help you look at your holistic picture of where you are today, where you want to go, and start to fill in those steps along the way to make sure that you get there. Money can be intimidating. It can be overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. And that's why you deserve a team who can travel through this space with you, give you great advice that's going to allow you to make the best decisions possible for you and your family. So please make it a priority. Make yourself a priority. You deserve financial security, and we're here to help you make that happen. So give us a call, 212-374-9008. Or if you're better with email, which I am, I'm much better with email, Stacy S-T-A-C-Y, at FrancisFinancial.com. And if you want more information about what we do, you can just visit the website, www.FrancisFinancial.com. Thanks again for listening in, for investing in yourself, and have a great day.